This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This show today is very dear to my heart, especially to us men out there. I'm I'm 47 years old right now. And, and guys, we have got to think about the future of our spouse, if you're married, the future of our child and children. We did a workshop uh, a year or two ago, and we had a guy who came, came to the workshop. And he shared with us that how he was growing up, his family had everything. They had the station wagon, the sports car, vacations, the nice house, four-bedroom house. And when he grew, as he was growing up, his father passed away. And what was happening, what happened was his mom started getting a whole lot of mail from mortgages, credit cards, car payments, all these debts. And what they realized that when their dad died, who was this awesome guy, but when he died, he left his wife and children in $300,000 in debt, which cost his mom, who was a stay-at-home mom, to eventually get a low-paying job. She was in a, a one-bedroom apartment with uh, this guy who came to the workshop and his sister growing up at times was really, really hard for them. And the the guy was sharing that his mom knew had no idea of that because, you know, she he would give her the couple hundred dollars a week for groceries this type of thing. She did not know that everything was on credit. My guest today is Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. And Pamela, first of all, welcome to the radio show. Thanks, Vance. I'm really happy to be back I, with you again. I, I'm just so excited about diving into this. I'm just doing everything backwards. We're going to talk about estate planning. Pamela, what is estate planning? Estate planning is basically making sure that people know what you want to happen when you die. And sometimes it also means what you want to happen if you didn't quite die. Healthcare directives, end-of-life care, those types of things, a living will, those types of things go into an estate plan. Now, your firm is so powerful, so awesome. You you, you were in a couple of months ago. We were talking about... Uh, getting support for family laws. And if you didn't miss, if you missed that show, go back to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org if, you was having, if you're having any issues with family law, because Pamela will cover that. But also she covers estate planning. Why, why did you start going into estate planning with family law? You're still doing family law. I am. What happened there? You know, there's a couple of things that have, co- have gone on. So one, I've done hundreds literally hundreds and hundreds of divorces over the years. And there's one common factor for every family that I've helped with a divorce, and that is the day that their divorce is final, they need a will or a trust or both. And many of those people don't have them. And they're walking around sort of naked, unprotected, for what might happen if they were to be in an accident or for some reason that they they predecease their 
spouse or their and certainly their children. We want those ta- those people taken care of. So as I watched family after family after family go through this, and I'm I keep saying, well, you need to go get a will. You need to go get a trust. And my clients would say, well, why don't you do that? I you already have all my information. You already know all the details. How come you're not doing that? So that sort of put a bug in my ear. And then as we get older, Vance, we nobody's getting out of here alive, right? Right. And I'm sure you've had family members and I've had family members who have gone through this process of either someone dying and leaving kind of a mess or someone being incapacitated and we don't have directions for what they wanted to happen. And that's happened now around me, my family, my husband's family, my friend's families. Mm-hmm. We're all at that stage of our age, of our lives that we're looking at this aging process and how do we make this simple and clean and nice for everyone? Because if I step out off the curb today and I get hit by a bus, I don't want my husband and daughter to be dealing with a lot of loose ends and not knowing. What would Pamela want us to do about X? I want them to know. And I want us to have that sort of clear, open conversation about what should happen. Even down to the details of how you want your final services to look. Those types of things are all part of the package of estate planning. Pamela, I'm I'm a confess. My 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 listeners know me. I'm I'm real with it. I I have to confess. I I went through a divorce, and when I got remarried, for the first two years, I didn't even think about changing my life insurance policy. I still had my ex-wife on my life insurance policy. Some people are like, well, why? I, I would have did that. I would have. It was a whole lot of other stuff going on as well. I didn't think about it until my life insurance policy just sending me an updated copy, and I'm thinking. Wait a minute here. It's, it's stuff is even as simple as that. Of course, she's not on there anymore. But to be married, remarried a couple of years into this and then to realize I didn't I didn't take care of everything, Pamela. That's right. And most people don't. And that's that's a real problem, because if you leave no will, then your estate will go through probate. It will cost your family a lot of money and time and heartache. If you leave a will that's outdated, then we're going to have the same problem. People are going to possibly and likely bring a suit to say that's that will is improper. Sure. You know, we've been divorced and that, you know, that person should not be the beneficiary. I'll tell you, I just recently helped out on a case. Um, the husband had a 401k with his company. He and his spouse divorced about five or six years ago, he never changed the beneficiary on his 401k. So it's not just me. It's not just you, okay. Vince. You me, are not alone. Let me hear this. <laughs> let me You're hear in this. good company, but it's not really good company. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he, he failed to change that beneficiary. Well, 401k is an ERISA plan. It's federally mandated. And even though his divorce paperwork said that he got that 401k and it was his sole and separate property. He passed away having not changed the beneficiary. And guess who got the funds? His ex-wife. His ex-wife. His current wife got none of it. And that's under federal law. So it's really important that we pay attention to these factors. And it's really important for our families that we have the conversation. This is what I want to happen. It's just about communicating Mm -hmm. because, as I said, none of us are getting out of here alive, and we really want our families 
and our loved ones to know this is my intention and I'm writing it down and I'm doing it for you. We, in, in the Father Matters workshops, we have a, a, a session where we do goal planning. And this one guy, he was talking about how he had, he spends about close to $300 a month on cable. He has the sports channels, the HBO showtimes. He has all that. And when I asked him before we even get into the state planning, I asked him, do you have life insurance if something happened to you and first they came out of his mouth was, oh, life insurance, that's too expensive. I'm thinking, now here's somebody that's spending over $300 a month on cable and all this stuff. And he didn't even realize that you can get life insurance as little as $10, $15, $20 a month because we don't take time to research this stuff. So before we even get deeper into the state planning, Pamela, because they hear it from me all the time, how is it important, especially for men, everybody, but especially for us men, to have at least some kind of life insurance policy? You know, it can be the difference between your kids going to college or not. It's that simple. So one of the things that happens often in a divorce, if there's spousal maintenance, and I'll use, well, let's say it's Mommy Jane and Daddy Joe, they get a divorce, and they've got their little baby. And the baby's four now, so things should be fine. Well, if Daddy Joe owes spousal support to mom, somehow that has to be secured. Because it's basically an unsecured debt. And very often in a settlement situation um, or through negotiations, the, the wife will ask that the husband keep a life insurance policy to secure her spousal maintenance. That's appropriate. I get it. Now let's look at the scenario. So dad dies and he has a life insurance policy for $250,000. And all of that money goes to his former spouse, his co-parent, the mother of his child. She may or may not be a good steward of that money for their child. She may be the type of person who squirrels it all away and says, I'm not touching a penny. That's going to college education for little Joey. Or she may be the kind of person that says, wow, vacation, or I'm going to buy a house, or I'm going to spend that money as I see fit. And so the intention for Joe was that his child would be taken care of and his wife would receive her spousal maintenance. Instead, the lump sum goes to her, and who knows what's left for the child. And I'm not saying that she might not be a good steward, but in the event that she's not, we have have a problem. Pamela, you've seen it all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, just keep it real. You've seen yeah. it all, and this is why you're doing this. You've seen some crazy stuff That's happen. That's right. That's right. With this. And, and and like I was saying at the top of the show, the guy who, when his dad died, left the family, he was like in the sev- back in the 70s, late 70s. He left them in over $300,000 in debt. Can you imagine a $300 life insurance policy that could his... Could they could have gave his mom more time to, A, hold on to the home and maybe take some classes or... Do something differently than what she had to do. That's right. It's Life insurance is just there to make sure that we maintain the status quo until something else happens, right? So with the life insurance policies, we always want to make sure that there's enough there to cover the spousal maintenance, but only that much. And that after that, the remainder of that policy goes into a trust, perhaps, for education of your child. That it is just so important. We're just getting warm. I got about three more questions, but I know the commercial break's about to come in. So I'm just going to stop with that. But I want I want us to think about this, the importance of estate planning and life insurance and medical insurance. 
You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. We'll hear more from Pamela after this. Hey, Father Matters Show family, will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters Show with your friends and family. Thank you. And we're back with Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Ladies, if you're listening to this show, do me a favor. Do not forward this show to your husband and say, you need to listen to this right now. There's a way that you can maybe share this because it is important. And a lot of times we men, our wives can say something to us and somebody else will say the same thing. And now all of a sudden we get it. But it's very important for us, everybody to have this. But men, we have got to step up, stay up and show up and cover these responsibilities. We're talking about we're talking about estate planning. Uh Pamela, this past May, my grandmother passed. She was 100 years old. And I talked with my my dad back in Baltimore, and he told me that one of my uncles were a power of attorney for my grandmom. And my grandmom been socking money away for years for for when this happens, for this time happens. Do you know that my uncle spent the money that was supposed to bury my grandmother? How many times do you hear stuff like that when someone is power of attorney? Should we make sure we got the right person? Absolutely. Unfortunately, that kind of story is way too common. And so when you're setting up your own estate plan and you're thinking about who should be the power of attorney over your estate, it's a really serious commitment. It's a serious question to ask yourself, who do I want to be in charge? Is that person like-minded with me? Do we share the same values? Do we have the same goals? And one of the things that I think is really important is to not look at the family member that's your favorite, your favorite brother, your favorite son, your fa- whatever, to look at the family member who has the more of the qualifications or qualities that will be important once you pass away. So you want someone who can manage the books, someone who's not a crazy spender, and someone who has a real altruistic motive to mm-hmm. take care of things the way that you've described that you want them taken care of. And definitely someone that's not in debt. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what I love, what you do along with this estate planning, you offer mediation for families facing elder care that's or right. estate issues. But let's unpack mediation for families facing elder care, like what my grandmother was going through. That's right. So one of the things that happens quite often, and I'm sure you've seen it in your own family, is one family member may think, well, it's time for mom to go into assisted living. 
And another family member says, no, I think we can get her some home health care and she'll be fine. And another family member says, you know, she can just live with me. And mom herself says, hey, guys, I'm fine. But maybe she's not quite fine. As we age, you know, there's physical things that happen. Sometimes our memory slips a little. Our abilities in all, in all areas can slip a little bit. And when we have those issues come up, we've got all these different opinions about what should happen with mom. It can create a real schism, a real fight in the family. I've seen it in my husband's family. I've seen it in my own family, where as soon as you bring up, well, I think mom should, then the next thing you know, you're off to the races. So that elder care mediation is a method of bringing everyone into the room, including mom, if she's competent or dad, whichever, and having a conversation about how do we manage this. We know that as mom ages, she's going to need additional care. How is that going to be administered that's best for mom? Not best for me or you, but best for mom. And often it means making a custom plan. Mom's going to stay in place with some home health care for six months and we're going to reevaluate. Mom's going to be in place for six months and then she's going to move to an assisted living care home. There's lots of ranges of opportunities. And part of that package also is how are we going to pay for it? Those types of services can be very costly and we want to make sure that It's managed in the best way possible for mom. And if mom has her own strong opinion and just says, you know what, I'm staying in place, okay, but how do we manage that? Then it's all about problem solving for the family so that we don't have brothers and sisters fighting tooth and nail over where mom's going to live. And also like hospice care, it's nice to have money put away for the hospice care. Is that part of an insurance or? Well, Usually when we're looking at that elder care plan, it's all the way through end of life. And sometimes people are already, they're looking at end of life care, and that's where the real fight starts because mom's been in place in her home, and now she's terminally ill. And so some people say she needs to be in the hospital. Others say she should be in hospice. Others say she should die at home. So there are lots of opinions about what should happen. But what we want to do is honor the wishes of the individual. And mom may have some very clear ideas about how she wants her end of life plan to look. And we want to honor that and give her a voice and have an outlet for her to express that in a neutral scenario with some facilitation so that her message is clear to all of the parties involved, her kids, her siblings, her grandchildren, whomever's involved, so that everybody's on the same page. That's the, the hardest thing is when we you know play that telephone game. Well, mom told me, oh, yeah, but she told me something else. We want to just clear the air and let mom's intentions be really clearly heard. What's the difference between a will and a trust and, and why they're needed? A will is a simple directive. It's sort of a contract that you're making with yourself uh, that says, I have, um, I have this microphone and I want to leave it to Vance. And I want to make sure everybody in the room knows I'm leaving this microphone to Vance. That's a will. We're just going to list the things that we own and how they should be distributed. A trust is a little step up from that. And a trust can do the same sort of things. There's some nice tax 
benefits to having a trust. There's also the uh, effect that your estate won't go through probate if you have a trust, um, if everything is set up appropriately. It also allows you to have a trustee who can oversee how things are distributed. So, for example, if we've got that Daddy Joe and Mama Jane and Daddy Joe passes away, if he had a trust and his life insurance paid into the trust, the trustee could then say, we're going to pay Jane her spousal support until that term is concluded. And then we have this leftover money, and we're going to manage that for little baby Joey. And baby Joey maybe needs um, braces. When he's 13, the trustee can pay that bill. Baby Joey grows up and he wants to go to Stanford. The trustee can say, well, we've got the money or we don't. <laughs> and, and here are the options. So the trustee stands in your place to make sure that your wishes are seen through to their conclusion. And I don't want to intimidate the listeners that's listening, but especially for some of us men. I'm, I'm focusing on the men today. When we say things like we can't afford it, it's too expensive. And most men, not all, but most men will spend overtime dollars, work two jobs to buy things that they can't afford to impress people they don't know alike. And if we need to realize we need to sacrifice some of these toys, some of these things to set up the future for our kids. I, I love it. This, this, this one lady, when her husband died, she said, I know how much my husband loved me because not only did he take care of me when he was alive, but even in his death. He's still taking care of me. That's powerful. That's, I mean, that's powerful to be able to say that my wife don't have to just move somebody in just because they can pay half the, half the bills. You know, live your life. Find someone that you want to be with. I tell my wife that all the time. I don't want to leave her in a situation where she got to move in with somebody or somebody got to move into our home just so she can survive. I want to hey, grieve over me for a couple of months and get your life together and move on. Because she's going to be fine. I spoke with a pastor, Pamela, a while ago. He said, Vance, I am so tired of burying men in alligator shoes, $3,000 suits. But the family can't even pull the money together for the funeral. It is heartbreaking like, because we invest in stuff. That's right. And what you're talking about is a legacy. What kind of legacy are you leaving? And so when, when I'm talking to someone about their estate plan, it's a very, again, just like family law, estate planning is very personal. And I want to know what is the legacy that you seek to leave? And sometimes the legacy is the life insurance and the house and the car, whatever. More often, the legacy are the memories, the values all of the things that went into being part of your family. And so I really encourage clients when they're drafting those dry paragraphs about who's going to get the life insurance, let's also draft a couple of pages about the legacy, how I view you, my heirs, how I loved you, mm -hmm. my memories of you, and what I want for you in the future. That's the real legacy, Vance. I, I was one of my friends. He was like, man, Vance, you got a radio show. You're doing all these workshops. You're writing books. You're doing all this stuff. you driving a 2006 Volkswagen. <laughs> and years ago, I would have got all woo, huffy puff. But you know what? I, I, I looked at him and I said, thank you. Because I also have that pink slip, the ownership piece of paper of that Volkswagen 
Pamela, at home because I own that car. And my flesh was about to rise up because I was getting ready to say because he has a really nice car. But really, he don't own the car. The bank own the car. They just allowing him to park in front of his home. That's right. But for me, it's just more important for us, especially as men, get out of debt, stay out of debt. A lot of our issues, the divorce, the estate planning, child support, all this stuff boggles down, goes down, narrows down to finances and what we are, what we're not doing with the finances. That's right. It's about stewardship and management. Oh, my goodness. Pamela, how can how can the listeners get in touch with you to her, learn more about estate planning? You can go to my website at www.donisonlaw.com, D-O-N-I-S-O-N-L-A-W. You can email me, Pamela, at donisonlaw.com, or you can call me, 480-951-6599. Get in touch with Pamela. Listen to this show. Forward it to this show. Thank you for listening to the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or, conf- uh, questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks, Vance.